Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Tyler Griever there. I, uh, it, the agony, double agony here, uh, Tyler, watching, one, the Big East tournament, period. I miss it sorely. Uh, two, I miss just being in conference tournaments later, period, because it just hasn't been a thing in the ACC tournament for Louisville to even uh, be in these games. Uh, they, they've early exits just about every year. But watching Noah Locke like, go off. Yeah, Providence in this Big East tournament, rough, rough watching, man. It is. Uh, it's look. I, I think we we've spent some time talking about a lot this year, and rightfully so, about the leftover pieces that were here and what Kenny did or didn't do with them. But it's probably a point of reflection as well to look at the guys who who left and went elsewhere and what they're doing now, and compare it to what they were doing when they were under Chris Mack and his staff here you know and i think noah was a guy who you saw the flashes of him being a a pretty good scorer for louisville at various points last season um and i don't i'm not making that kind of statement with like the numbers ready to go of like these guys did so much better I, i honestly don't know i haven't kept up with a ton of them over the course of this season i think matt cross played decently at umass this year like i don't think it was I don't think he was like great by any means, but I think he he was pretty solid. Like, what were, what were his numbers there? Because uh, he he was someone who like looked like he was going to be a pretty good contributor last year for Louisville, and then it just didn't add up by the end of the year. Like, he was playing pretty hard, and people were noticing that. But as a whole, like, the, there's a lot to examine there. Yeah, and look, it's hard to, to know exactly what uh, last year was, what those players are. And what is, uh, you know, the situation that was here, you know, and what was going on. But you obviously had, you know, pretty bad morale, pretty low morale uh, from from folks. And you had, I think, a lot of guys doing their own thing. And it was a completely disjointed effort. Uh, and it's one of the things that I think makes this year so frustrating for a lot of people is you thought all that stuff would be would be better, even if the team sort of overall like achievement and production and sort of thing wasn't better, that the it would look more together and connected and all that sort of, and that part wasn't there either. And, you know, I, I think it's a fair criticism of Kenny to say there has not been enough of him taking ownership of the team's failures. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. And here's, here's what I mean. I'll read this. uh, I'll read this quote, you know, Wake Forest lost in the ACC tournament today, pretty valiant effort. They actually had a three point attempt at the, at the buzzer uh, to, to perhaps win uh, today's game and win another game. It would have been their 20th win. Uh, They're not going to make the NCAA tournament. Uh, He knows, he knows they might go to the NIT. 
Here's what he said after the game. We had third. This is a quote. We had 13 games decided by seven points or less. We were six and seven in those games. Don't blame the players for that. Blame me. That's how small the margin is. Yeah. That that's how hard the league is. And and to quote there, I have been disappointed that even for whatever size of this or whatever like percentage of this is Kenny's responsibility I've not even heard him really say something like that yeah. his own like I wish more of it was talked I wish he talked more like the things that he sees as issues are his responsibility too yeah and and I think that's where maybe either I'm not sure exactly how like what medium you use to do it uh, here in the next uh, coming weeks uh, while the you know the tournament's going on and the end of the season is still fresh but I think you you have to vocalize that in a direct way to uh, the fan base and the season ticket holders and the people you're, you're trying to get to keep investing and donating money into a program they clearly care about a lot um and they're the ownership factor that you and i have gone over here during this show and in other ones it's like you know it, it has to be uh owning the the miss like look guys i totally just misunderstood what this roster really needed and i i gotta wear that one i i just totally missed the mark on evaluating where we were at with the talent on this team and i learned it the hard way this past year which is essentially i think a, a huge part of of what happened with all of this it's just like that you coming into the season you looked at the roster and you said man that's they're gonna have to play a certain way i think for this to to be whatever definition of successful i think that you have and when you started to see the flaws you're like all right well honestly i, I don't think the level to which they struggled and made sense but the areas they struggled in pretty much everywhere but a few key ones really being recurring problems it wasn't surprising to see 8150 that's uh, the number if you would like to get in here 38 31 93 for the ups jobs text line look i'm willing to sort of let there be growth from kenny in terms of this part of the job you know the daily or the, like the the regular press conferences and things like that you know the, the, the realizing how things are going to land there probably isn't much of a a way for any coach to prepare for that without just sort of going through it and stepping on the rakes and, and learning from it right uh, and kenny's no exception to that but it, that doesn't that doesn't mean that we don't talk about it like that's the sort of thing I, I do think he can do a better job articulating to people if he wants their support and i'm going to say something i've said repeatedly and i mean this i think it is it is vital the the biggest blunder scott satterfield made was in not behaving towards fans like he had making up to do and it always made him seem kind of aloof and kind of disconnected mm-hmm. from yeah. from the, like the the emotional fire of people, and I think Kenny's got to. I hope he realizes that he can't just sort of like what what are you guys all up, up in arms about? 
uh, I mean, we're going to get better. Like, But I have a great staff who did a great job. Like, he can't, he can't do that. And so I hope that he, whoever talks with him, and I hope he himself, like, I'm more, I hope he doesn't need a PR person to tell him he can't do that this year. Yeah, I, I think there has to be a, a more awareness. Of it. It's like a read the room situation, right? Like, you, you have to constantly be aware. And I think he is aware of the, the, that this is a fan base with extremely high expectations and is going to be vocal when those expectations are, A, not being met, but in this particular case, not even close uh, to being met. And we've talked about before how I, I think this fan base is, is – is in as unique of a position as any in the country because you just endured just such a turbulent period for with with the NCAA and the coaching changes and such like people need something good to grab onto with this program that they love so much like some hope somewhere to, to grab onto it um, and their faith can't be rewarded in that if you if you can't be a little more honest about what just happened here like and then that's that's something that I think can be it's not going to be fully remedied but like you can take some steps towards that by vocalizing that message a little bit more uh, as we get into the off season right, let's get to Keith in here and if you want to follow Keith the number is 8150 Keith welcome into the hey. drive on 9th on the boats up buddy hey guys I appreciate you having me on uh, I think there's just a number of factors that Kenny didn't do I mean uh I am definitely was for the hire. I still think that he could make some progress in years two to, year two to get too. us to the tournament. But he has to also take some accountability and responsibility with the staff as well. Like, you can't just duck under a rock and say you didn't have a part in it. You know, it was the players. It was him. It was the coaching staff. Everyone plays a part in it. But I think what really hurt them is the guards, you know, like – um, when he was in the New York Knicks and didn't make it back in time to fully, you know, he stayed up for a little while with that job, and I don't really think he went as hard as he could have in the portal because the point guard position, we didn't have a true point. We had a very a dire need for guards and didn't address that. And I think with the Imani Bates and the other guys uh, that he was going after, I think he kind of adopted some of the Kentucky frame of mind where he thought the five stars were going to just line up to come here and he'll have his pick of the litter to transfer portal, but because he's Kenny Payne. But having those allegations hanging over our head, mm-hmm. you know, we wasn't going to get any five stars right now or, or it, the head transfer portals without NIL and all the extra things. So what he should have did was just fill the gaps with who he could have got that were decent point guards or decent players the first year. And yeah. then we can, once we got that behind us, go full steam, which it looks like he's going to do now. But, yeah, he, he got to accept the responsibility. I think we're going to turn it around. I think, um, lastly, the one thing that I think he needs to get rid of or modify is that 10-pass offense. You know what I mean? Like, before you take a shot. A lot of those guys look nervous when they took shots or, or just passed up open looks and passed up shots just to get those 10 passes off. So I think they need to modify that and maybe do some staffing changes and get rid of Danny Manning and get us in a coach who had uh, an assistant who got some head coaching experience to kind of assist him as he goes. You know what I mean? But all in all, I support him. I hate the season we had, but I think better days are coming, and I'm behind them. But uh, y'all have a great day. Appreciate it very much. There, Look, I think they're going to get better too. And I don't think that this is 
like this is how it'll be I under Kenny. Like I think they'll be better. I think they'll get better players. I think he'll get better as a coach. The question is if it'll ultimately end up being good enough. Uh, it doesn't, you know, you just heard the, the caller there, Keith, say that he, the, some staff changes or whatever. It doesn't, one, it doesn't sound like Kenny's at all interested in staff changes, although I think there's at least a chance that that was kind of some emotion in the moment uh, in, in being asked that. Uh, and that's that's fine. Uh, he can't be, like I said, incredulous that he was even asked about it. I wouldn't be surprised if there are staff changes, but I, I'm just going to keep – I'm gonna maybe I'll be alone in this, but there are a lot of fans, I think, who want to see some staff changes, and that's fine. But it doesn't have the impact that it does in football, where you turn over sort of a whole way of doing things and a whole portion of sort of the team on a day-to-day basis over to someone else and their, their scheme and their X's and O's and their plans and all that. This team's going to be exactly what Kenny Payne wants it to be, no matter who the assistant coaches are. Yeah, and I think as well, we have to come back to the recruiting conversation when it comes to assistants. And I think something that if we're going to come up with reasons, and I think there's a list of things we can do here for for how they missed in the portal last year. You know, we we point to examples of, of coaches who had success in their first year elsewhere and use the portal. Um, And as a Missouri guy, I'll use Dennis Gates as an example. Uh, Dennis Gates brought like multiple guys from Cleveland State with him who had shown that they were pretty solid players. So that was just an easy, maybe not an easy, but a a layup or I don't know if I'm phrasing this well at all, but you probably just assumed that they were going to go with him wherever he went. That wasn't the case here. It was a guy who's been out of the college game for a bit, pulling in guys he has relationships with as assistants, but they don't have the obviously like the full plan quite together. And I'm not trying to make excuses for them either. I'm just calling it how it is with how it goes in recruiting. Those relationships are hugely important. And so I, I would understand any staff changes after a year like that. I've said that before. I'm not calling for anybody's job, but I would understand that those changes get made. However, I also understand the flip side of that is that you might be sacrificing some of the relationships those assistants work to build on the trail or in the portal this entire season, which is not going to help you either in turning over a roster. Texter says, we as a fan base just need to love on the players as much as the staff did problem solved. That, <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, I want to be clear about something. In in, I think a, a lot of people have said some version of like I just want to hear from him, you know, like an explanation of sort of how it went, like how did this happen. But I want to be clear, like I, I also would want to hear that, but not because I want Kenny to like publicly like flog himself. You know, I'm not, I'm not interested in hearing an explanation uh, because. I want him to like punish himself where we can all see it, you know, or sort of like wallow in what they did wrong. It's entirely about having the feeling and having the, uh, the, the sense that he understands where it went wrong yeah, and can fix it. Like it is all about that. I'm not, I have not enjoyed, I have not been comfortable with any of the clowning of him by fans of Louisville. And there have been, a, there's been a lot of that. I hate that. I think we should be better than that. Even if you don't like these results, I don't like it when I see that. 
and I hope that it gets better. So I've never, I'm not in any way interested in hearing people badmouth him or him badmouth himself. It's it's entirely about like, okay, you can't fix anything if you don't acknowledge it. If you don't understand how we got here, you can't fix it. Yeah, well, it's it's how you address any problem in life, right? Like if if you don't if you don't know how you you got into a certain situation in the first place, then it's probably going to repeat itself again. Um, and, and just for the sake of percentages or whatever, like I, it'd be pretty unprecedented to have back-to-back seasons like this. I don't even know if Louisville would let it get this bad again in year two. Um, someone just said, please discuss players Kenny chose to bring in and how they fit his culture. Fabio going to have, you know, have issues, etc. Yeah. I look, I think examining what went wrong or what did not click with uh, Fabio and also, uh, you know, Devin Reeve factors into this as well. And really even, I think Brandon only Hatfield, while he showed you some signs here and there, that was, he did not live up to the former, like, five-star billing, I think. Because if you remember when, when it was revealed that Brandon was coming to Louisville, that was like not even just from the local folks, but the national folks were like, "This is like the first, you know, big get for Kenny Payne on the recruiting trail." Was getting Brandon Holly Hatfield, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's absolutely fair to say in this case that the, those quote unquote Kenny guys or whatever that they that they brought onto the roster, look, they did not show huge growth or improvement, or in the case of Fabio and Devin, really didn't even get much of an opportunity to in the games which can only lead us to believe from what we heard in the conferences and all that stuff was that they weren't bringing it in practice at a usual rate. So, no, it's fair to examine those guys as well. I do think that they are about to to load up on a number of guys. And there's going to be every reason in the world to be more optimistic about next year's roster uh, than, than we've had at any point since Kenny's been here. I, 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 I truly believe that. And then... It, it literally would just be like, okay, now the this is yours. Like, this is yours to make over, and we'll have clarity, you know, at this point. What can you do with a roster that's the one you really picked? And what can you do with a, a team of guys that are that you want here? You know, I do – look, it's – I do think all the things that get brought up as mitigating circumstances for Kenny to have had to deal with, I think there's legitimacy to all of them. I just don't think they were the only things that mattered. And I just don't think that, you know, the cloud is, it was a real thing. I think that it was, uh, it was going to be difficult to get high profile transfer guys to come in here, not knowing if Louisville could even play in the tournament or what the future would be like. I get that. That's fine. You still could have gotten other guys though. No, like, oh, I don't no, think, I think that it's was like, the, that's the error. No, that was the, the biggest error to me. Like it's yeah. any of, I think any like we talk about a replacement level in baseball like with war like if you literally could have just got replacement level college players or guys a little bit better than that you're looking at a few more wins like you just are because the production level at, at so many different spots did not even meet that to be able to get it so no i thought that was as big of an error as anything 
was no for one year it might not fit into your it's an adaptation right like your overall plan is fine your vision is fine but for this one season and this finite amount of time that you have to put together a competent roster you might just have to deal with it for this season that yeah you might need a couple plug guys who maybe they're only here for a year maybe that you don't see them as the long-term vision but they can help you win games this season that is where i think he misfired as far as like asking about the culture and the guys uh, that that he brought in, I mean, look, they didn't do him any favors. But I think even the guys that he brought in, I think it was a little bit. I think you know, like Fabio, for instance, was kind of a they scrambled, you know, to to, to find somebody just to have somebody to 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 battle and practice, you know, that that sort of thing. So I don't, you know, I don't I don't hold a, a ton of that against him. I just don't hold nothing against him. And, you know, the sooner we can all agree that at least some of this is his responsibility, but it's not all proof that he's the worst coach that's ever lived, we can, we can have some fruitful conversations, I think. Yeah, well, you're, you're asking for rational discussion in a, uh, to put it lightly, in a time period where there isn't a lot of rational discussion about much of anything these days. But uh, I'm with you. I think it's it's the same thing that we've gone over of, 150 times it's just like you you have to be able to to weigh this all out from a from an objective point of view like obviously we all care about this enough to do what we do for for a living and uh that it doesn't serve anybody well to you know carry water for one side and and not point out the obvious deficiencies here like there's just no value in any of that Someone and I'm so glad somebody texted this in because I've used this example so many times. They said I would have taken five Jared West this year. They would have played defense. I'm telling you, man. I, look, Jared West. He would have been. He would have helped this Louisville team. I'm not going to use anything more than that. I'm not going to say he would have been great, whatever. But that's the kind of guy they just needed to be like. You know what you can do well. You're going to go out there and do it, man. I just need that. Go out and do it. It, it would have made. A difference. I don't know how big of one, but it surely would have made a difference. Yeah, it's funny. You hire Kenny, and you're like, they're going to get elite guys like left and right. And then by the end of the season, we're like, I wish they would have had five Jared West. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and it's funny how Jared West has become like the archetype of he actually could shoot better than I thought he could. Honestly, he was hitting some deep threes by the end of the year, and I was like, that's Jared West, really? But isn't it like he is now like the guy? That represents all players that are dependable, but not that great. But that's but the thing is, Martin, and I don't mean to cut you off, but like that that's a whole problem with like how we evaluate sports sometimes is that if you are one of those guys, you get like knocked down a peg for being one of those guys. Like it, you don't get praised or anything for it when like man, you need those dudes on teams like yes you have the guys who are stars and are gonna score all that stuff but like understanding your role and playing that role you will always have a spot Uh, it's like the guys that we've talked about this like in the nba of like if you could just even guard above average doesn't even matter if you can't score you're gonna be on a team somewhere because they know you know how to play your role when you embrace that it's huge Textures uh, says, if I'm Kenny, I'm tampering like hell to get Davion McKnight. I think they already are. Uh, and I agree with that. And it was certainly not going to. Uh, <laughs> this is really great. Zach is texting me who's on the phone. 
Uh, and it's all, but he's doing it. And Zach, I'm very proud of you for this. He's texting me in like Woj style. So <laughs> normally, just to let people know, like when I'm not in the studio and I get, you know, the producer will text me the names of the callers on hold and it's literally just the names. But we talked earlier about euphemisms and that sort of thing. And so earlier it was Keith wants to chime in. And now it's Dave wants to come on. This is, <laughs> I love this. This is great. Let's keep this up to the end here. Dave, welcome into the drive on I Thunderbolt. What's up? Oh, hi. Um, talking about, you know, he, he swung and missed on all the high-profile players last year, and I, I hear the argument a lot. Well, he could have got, you know, the second-level guys, and okay, they fill roster spots, but then you realize those are the guys we had last year that lost 15 of the last 18 games. <laughs> so yeah. I, I think if we had gone out and gotten some more of those guys, brought them in, and finished 10 and 18, we would be up in arms saying, he just brought in the same kind of guys we got rid of. So, you know, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. So I'm just, yeah, yeah, just keep the powder dry, see what we come up with for next year, see how he coaches them, and I'm just wait and see and hope for the best. That's all I got. Appreciate it. Yeah, look, it was catch-22. Uh, I th- look, let's just say he adds the, the equivalent of two Jared Wests to this team. They go like 13 and whatever, right? Like, but but that doesn't feel like just the bottom. And where I think it would have made the difference is in the vibe. Because it's one thing to lose by 18. It's another thing to lose by 18. And the players don't talk to each other. And they look and they yeah. look at their shoes, and they shrug their shoulders, and they complain to the refs immediately. You know, I, it sounds so stupid. Now, you know, I'm not talking about basketball when I say this necessarily, but it, can we get a, a, a recruiting ranking of players who can f- tolerate some frustration? Yeah. You know, like for I, I look at this team. I look at the 2013 team. They would be down. And I look, I know it's a national championship team, but like they would be down double digits sometimes early on in some games. You would never know it looking at them. Yeah. And then they would just sort of be like, all right, we are machines. The, the this press will take its toll on you eventually, and you will see we're in. A, we're going to win this game by double digits. That's exactly how it happened over and over again. And I felt like one of the things that would that was most off-putting about this group is how immediately, easily. And perpetually, they were frustrated by things that were happening. It's like, guys, just play. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. It, it's there was a certain level of, of resolve that was not there. Uh, and and again, you you have to play the game of like, did did the staff do enough to get that out of them, or to instill more confidence, or whatever? Or did they, or did the players just tune out of it and not respond to it? It's, a worthy question i do have to say somebody just sent in a a, a picture of Mikasa robinson and her bio from the louisville website and in all caps said you need them yeah that's the point 100 like i'm actually glad louisville women's fans love Mikasa so much because it is giving a player who i'm not trying to describe because in any disrespectful way whatsoever by saying she's not a scorer because she literally does every other part of the game that well She's a great defender, great passer, high IQ, all of that stuff. She is a hell of a player. Um, but she players like that are exactly who you need at various spots on your team to be able to play their role, know what they do well, and execute it at a high level. And and that's what Louisville really could have used one a lot of those guys this year, but just one would have made a huge difference. 
Yeah, Mikasa Robin is not Robinson is not the female Jared West. She's better than Jared. No, West. no, she is. Yes, no, but 100%. is indicative of what I what, I don't think there's one player on this team, maybe Okorafor, who she looks like she really enjoys all the stuff that annoys the other team. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. She embraces so that. badly. Use somebody on this team. That's the way my dad would have said it. An MFer. Just well, one. Yeah, the one you hate if they don't play for you, but you love exactly if they right. do play for yes. you. Yes. Joe Kim Noah. Yes, you want them. You want yes. a bunch of them. Absolutely. You can absolutely use actual Joe Kim Noah, but a Joe Kim Noah type, I would settle for that as well. <laughs> yes. Let's it's... get Plumber Chuck in here before we take our last break, okay? Let's do it. Plumber Chuck, welcome into the drive. What's up, buddy? What's going on? Hadn't talked to you in a while. How are you, buddy? I'm all right. How you been? Uh, Good. I'm glad the season's over with. Um, I know we've been discussing what have and what could have and what should have. Uh, the thing, first statement I'm going to make, I've heard everybody talk about the disaster of a press conference that I've heard from uh, the last yeah. game. Uh, the, the thing I'm going to say about the, I'm not agreeing with Kenny and I'm not agreeing with the guy that asked the question, but the guy that asked the question from the courier, I guess he's a newbie, but he kind of, he kind of reminds me of the guy, and Mark, you're going to remember this. Do you remember the guy from Ball State, the boom goes the dynamite guy that messed <laughs> up the sportscast? That's what that dude reminded me of. You're paying this guy, and he totally loses it at the press conference, and that guy reminded me of the boom goes the dynamite guy. Uh, second thing, the season, I was expecting – you know, I was hoping for between 10 and 15 wins. Uh, and then I thought about it, and I thought about the way that, like what you just said, the team finishing up last year, losing, what, 15 or 18 or whatever. They yeah. were terrible. And I didn't think that it would get that bad. But then I kind of thought about Kenny at his introductory press conference said, look, it's going to take me time to do it. And then I kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt. So I think what it's going to boil down to, and most fans like us old school fans, is this year if he can get to about. And I'm not I'm not saying that he's going to do this, but for me as a realist here, I think I'm not asking a lot for 500. I don't really I'm not one of them diehard fans saying we got to make the tournament or we got to go to the NIT. But I'm thinking realistic. I think should be able to hit 15 and 15. I don't think I'm asking a lot. So I'm going to hang up and listen. And, Mark, you can't tell me what you think. And uh, we'll talk to you later. I appreciate uh, the call uh, there. Look, I, next year, gosh, the, the question, Tyler, the question gets asked so many different ways about, like, sort of what will be acceptable or uh, what's the minimum for next yeah. year and that sort of thing. And I don't love... Hey, we got. can you guys chill on that? Because we're going to have to... We're, we're going to need some content, like, right before next season starts. So, like, <laughs> let's just not do that yet. Let's, let's, let's save that. Yeah, I don't... I don't... But I don't think it's objective. I think it's... I think it is subjective. I think that there is a way that next season could go where they don't make the tournament, but it's the right thing to do to bring him back. So I, it's I, all the, vibes, the, baby. It is. I think it's the sense we're all going to have. Because I think we're going to know by the end of next year. We're going to know if it's bad. We're going to know before that. Oh, of course. But we yeah. are going to know by the end of next year whether we should even keep doing this 
or not. And that's all that we're yeah. going to know. It, the, the, unless they're awesome, right? And in, in which case, we'll look back on the, and we'll all just sort of uh, nervously laugh at, at at all of this if if they're awesome next year. But outside of that happening, I, I think we're all going to know pretty quickly if totally changing the roster, like it sounds like we're going to do here, and with guys who are legit, if guys still don't play defense or step out of bounds or whatever, then 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 that that thanks Kenny, that's enough. That'll happen. And, and no one can be outraged if that happens. And I don't think, I truly don't think that there's going to be some sort of uh, permanent damage that Louisville will never recover from if they don't pull the plug right now. Uh, I don't believe that for a moment. Uh, and I, I think we will not regret in the long term having given Kenny more than enough time to demonstrate up or down whether he's the right guy for the job or not. I don't think we'll regret that. I agree, and I just want to use this moment to say somebody texted in introducing the newest men's basketball recruit, Michael Robinson, but they spelled <laughs> Michael as M-Y-C-H-A-E-L, and it is a picture of Mikasa Robinson with a mustache, and that is just phenomenal. It, but it's a mustache. You have to understand, though, it's like the Monopoly guy mustache. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. It's uh, so it's good. great. But that's that's all I had. I, I had nothing to add to what you said. I was transfixed on, on that. It's a great job. I it was agree. very good work. Job. Very good all work. All right, let's let's go ahead and take our last break. We'll come back. We'll put a bow on this one here. On the drive on Attenderville. Be right back. We're on the verge of the madness that this month brings, but don't Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition. And I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it. But then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now here's Mark Ennis and Tyler Griever. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Tyler Griever. Dr. Ted called right when we went to break. So let's not make Dr. Shed wait any longer than he has to. Dr. Shed, thanks for waiting, buddy. Welcome into the drive. What's up? Well, thank you for taking my call. Uh, if, if Kenny is uh, a teacher, what kind of grade will you give him? What grade would I give Kenny for this year? I would give him a D. Yeah, I feel a, pretty comfortable about him. Yeah, I would give him a D. Double F. <laughs> a double F minus, yeah, like, uh, like the players gave yeah, the Ravens. The NFL, yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at look at all these things that's happened. Uh, he's, he has learned his method in coaching from John Calipari when he calls timeout. How many times did it, did they throw the ball away? Or there's there's no way you can you can look at the play that he designed and say what the heck are they doing? And so I say, oh. I, my God, I hope the kids that he will bring in this time will have some good uh, basketball IQ. And not only that, will take advantage of uh, uh, maybe Nolan Smith's uh, 
uh, intelligence and ability with coaching that he learned from Coach K instead of uh, uh, dribble drive uh, coaching from John Calipari. So uh, I wish him well, uh, but we can understand it uh, like uh, the way he has coached, like uh, watching the games played uh, as if uh, you're you're having my feet pulled out without anesthesia. And that's how painful it was every time I watched him watch the game. And I haven't missed any basketball game. So uh, I'm glad you're discussing all these things. But um, uh, I'll see what happens uh, for the next uh, year. And the, the only reason why he was uh, hired was to win basketball games to go to the NCAA. That's why he's being paid $3 million. If I'm being paid $3 million and I produce the uh, product that he has on the court, I have to apologize to the fans and say, hey, I'm sorry, it's my fault. There's only one person there. The the buck stops in his, uh, uh, in his table. So let's not uh, push you know, foot on this. This is his team. Whether he, he uh, uh, got those players or not, this is still his team. And the coaches that we had, you know, Denny, when he came in, he went to the Final Four. And Rick Pitino, when he came in, he uh, got a team that's a 10 and 18 and made them go to the NIT. That's a winning team. And that is the only reason why he was hired. So um, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, so far, the culture that uh, he has inculcated is a losing culture. And if he wants to unite the people of Louisville, then he's got to win. That's the only way. And if he doesn't win, so I think it's a goodbye. Thank you. Appreciate the call, uh, Dr. Ted. Dr. Ted described this year as pulling teeth without anesthesia. And that's from a doctor, so you you know, you know we know yeah. what he's saying when he says that, right? Uh, Man, Dr. I, look, Ted He asked, it. you know, would you give him a grade? The reason, here's why I said D. Uh, I Because I don't think, I think if you give a coach an F, you F is for firing. And, and if I felt like you had no choice but to fire him, then you're giving him an F. But I don't feel like we have no choice but to fire him. And I think the only way any coach, any coach, regardless of experience, relationship to the school, age, race, whatever, is getting fired after one year unless they they sort of disqualify themselves by their behavior and on top of just losing or winning. And Kenny is, whether the, the people who hate him the most like it or not, Kenny's a good person and is not going to embarrass the school as a person. Yeah. We can talk about the basketball all we want. That's that's fine. You can crush him for the basketball. I've crushed him for the basketball. I will keep crushing him for the basketball if it stays like this. Right. Uh, but uh, that's, the, that's the only reason I didn't give him an F, if that makes sense. No, I, I'm with you, and I think I'd give him the same grade for everything you just said. And also, uh, I think there is some credence to – like, look, yeah, he came into a really bad... I don't think he came into a good situation I, or, at all. I don't. I thought it was going to be difficult for whoever 
came into this job to that it was going to take some work to get Louisville well first of all I don't think it was possible for Louisville to get back to like where it's used to being in just one year yes because Louisville's an elite program one of the best in the country I don't think you were getting back to that spot in just one year I'm talking just at least more competitive basketball showing a step forward in program building like but no all those things missed which adds up to a D but you also have to consider the fact that I don't think this was all broken in a year either it's been building for some time and you have to at least acknowledge that I'm not saying it has to be you know too many people use that as a reason to dismiss all criticism which is not how this goes Um, but it is something that has to be taken into account Texture says this season was a progressive testicular torsion. Wow. Uh, you you recall uh, that poor guy for Clemson. Um, yeah. Bl- blew his nuts up earlier. Boy, that sounded rough. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was not good. That did not look comfortable at all. No, it didn't. The way you, you phrased it there, too, was... That's what happened. Um, his um, nuts exploded. Uh, okay. We should probably, probably worth, uh, clip worth, that for future use. Oh, I'm sure this will live forever, and that's fine. Uh Ben uh, Vanderplas, that's been like sort of the uh, the slightly undersized center mm-hmm. for uh, for Virginia this year, and has really been kind of a his em, his emergence has been good for them overall, uh, even with the mismatches compared to sort of what it normally what they normally have at center. Uh, he's out for the rest of the year. Yeah, as I uh, saw that. Just announced, and he uh, fractured uh, his right hand during practice on Wednesday. Uh, and he is out for the rest of the year. That's a that's a big loss for Virginia, uh, who is you know going to be one of the higher rated teams for the ACC in a not great ACC year uh, in in the tournament. That's a big loss for them, and it really does to uh, highlight you know if you want to compete at the the highest levels, you want to win the biggest of prizes. Like you also got to have some luck in terms of, of injuries course. and that sort yeah. of thing because this stuff could happen at any time it can uh, also on a pretty big piece of tournament news bill self is not going to coach the entire big 12 tournament for for kansas with a health issue that he had uh that knocked him out of today's game and he had to go to the hospital to get it taken care of kansas still beat west virginia pretty handily and uh, i don't think it'll impact them too much uh, through the Big 12 tournament, but maybe in some of those tougher matchups, like when you get to the semifinals of the championship, like a little bit of a coaching difference there. But uh, obviously, happy to hear that he's not. It's not anything. He uh, has denied that it's a heart attack. I think so. Yeah. I, well, yeah, first yeah. of all, I don't even know where that initially came from. Like, you know, I uh, saw some people passing that tweet around with a guy like it's a source tells me it's a heart attack, and then I looked and it's, it's yeah. just it's literally just like some guy. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, <laughs> guys, like please vet out where you're getting information from. Yeah. For goodness sake. And even, I'll put this on KU too. KU said, as some media reported. Well, I don't know if any media reported it. I think some random guy just took it and ran with it. Now, if somebody else did that, then okay, yes, fine. But, like, you know, don't lump everybody into that just because one guy was completely irresponsible. And just as a, you know, a journalistic lesson here, when it comes to somebody's health and you're going to report anything, I would advise being just very cautious with that. Like, do, do not just go with like something a source told you that's ridiculous just say they're in the hospital and be done with it well just make sure you have all the relevant information like that's that's it they're saying the press release made it sound like he's recovering from from something but what is he recovering from he could be recovering from the flu for all we know i don't know i mean it's look it's this guy's health like i'm 
which is glad he's okay. Uh, but he's not going to coach the Big 12 tournament. That's a pretty big piece of news when you're one of the best coaches in the country. So I, I don't think it'll affect Kansas too much. Maybe it does a little bit in the later rounds. There are one seed either way. Yeah. Yeah, he is, he is when we were talking about in the 3 o'clock hour, a, one of those coaches that I think almost irrespective of what I know about the roster at the time, I will – him being on the sideline for Kansas in the NCAA tournament is a plus. Oh, I mean, he's – And in particular, he's great at – I'm about to throw this random – junk defense at you on the most crucial possession of the game that we haven't run in three months that you haven't practiced against ever and it's gonna work he's so good out of timeouts too i know like i mean he he draws up some great inbound plays some awesome stuff uh off of timeouts he's, he's one of the best doing it you know he probably make an argument that he is the best doing it right now um and i i would not really fight you on that he's got the uh, he's got the credentials for it this is the first time I've ever actually indulged uh, Mount Rushmore talk for just a moment. But yesterday, in trying to give a uh, a kind send-off to Jim Beheim, who got kind of an abrupt send-off at the uh, ACC tournament. Uh, but also Jim, kind uh, of like a fitting send-off, though. Oh, it, I'm it not going to lie. Like it was, yes, 100%. It, it, the brand is still the brand with him. But yeah. Jay Billis was like, I can't think about college basketball without uh, – Without Jim Bayheim and, and he would go on my Mount Rushmore coaches and I gotta say, he ain't oh making it on. Yeah, he ain't making it on there for me. Because the th- there know. are three that belong there, no question. Dean Smith, Coach K, John Wooden, yeah. no question. Mm-hmm. And the debate is only about the fourth. And for me, I'll take Rick Pitino fourth. But you want to put Bob Knight there? I'll I guess I'll let you. Uh, you want to put Roy Williams there? Cool. Uh, but there there are tons of coaches that I would put there. Uh, before I would put Bayheim in there. I'll put Tom Izzo there before Bayheim. Honestly, I wouldn't put Izzo in there either. I'm uh, a griever, Bob Knight. I didn't say Bob Knight. You didn't say Bob Knight. Oh no, no I didn't. No, I did. Uh, I don't. I hate Bob Knight. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not really a Bob Knight. But I mean, look, he yeah, obviously he won, but, they're, they're, but he won a ton of games. There's yeah, a I'm lot not, there that you yeah. can dive into with he's old. He's a complicated man with old Robert Knight. Um, he fired a starter's pistol at Russ Brown once. Yeah, he's not. We don't need to dive into Bob Knight. Uh, but in terms of, I, I did always think it was interesting that, you know, you play the game of like who's the next of that old guard to really to go out of, to get out of the sport. Because um, we've seen many of them get out. Um, and I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure who I would pick out of that group as the next guy to go. Uh, I'm tempted to say Izzo. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's a lot of factors that go on there. Like uh, for Bayheim, from the way this w- was carried out, it seems like this was something that Syracuse was maybe kind of pushing him towards. But um, so I don't know if that's the case anywhere else. Well, the, I'll be fascinated to see if there's what Syracuse basketball is like post Jim Bayheim. I think you have every right in the world to be at least a little skeptical about what it'll be after yep. him. All right, that's going to do it for us. Appreciate you guys interacting with them with us uh, start to finish here on the drive on I the Ville. See ya. Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. 
OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers.